Welcome to another episode of Perfusion Rockstars. This is episode nine. Today is Tuesday, October 13th. And we are here with Perfusion Rockstar Julie Walker. I'm Adam. This is Todd. We are the Perfusion Rockstar team, and we are very pleased to have Julie here with us today. Uh, for the viewers out there, please like, comment, and subscribe. We appreciate uh, all of our viewers. Thank you very much. So what we're going to do with Julie today together, we're going to review her CV, talk a little bit about her professional uh, experience and background, and then Todd's going to launch into some professional questions about perfusion, get to know you a little bit from the professional side, then we'll ask some more personal questions about you as an individual, and then we'll finish with our lightning round, which is always the best part of the interview. Yeah. <laughs> the most entertaining. So... Um, <laughs> So, Julie, if you're okay, I'm just going to run through your education. You started with a po political science degree, so that's kind of interesting. We'll probably hear more about why you graduated political science in 93 and then ended up graduating with perfusion degree in 1998 from uh, Rush University. Um, your first job, Julie worked at Rush Presbyterian St. Luke's Medical Center in Chicago, Illinois, and that was about a year and a half after her graduation. And then from there, she went to Duke uh, where she worked a little over 10 years and gained lots of experience, I'm sure, from ECMO to VADS to adult, um, you know, all different types of pediatrics and things like that. So I'm sure that was a great learning experience, which allowed you to then move over to the VA Medical Center across the street there in Durham. Uh, you are in Durham today, I'm assuming, so for our audience. <laughs> I am. And um, yes. in North Carolina, and uh, she's been there for over 10 years as the lead perfusionist. So um, you are very active. You're a North Carolina uh, medical licensed perfusionist as well as ABCP, obviously a CCP. Um, and then you uh, are active with the society as, as secretary, treasurer, president-elect, president. So we appreciate you giving back to the North Carolina society and the perfusion community. So thank you very much for doing Absolutely. that. All right. Well, uh, I guess we're going to start diving into some of these questions we have for you, Julie. Um, so first things first, tell us about the moment when you decided to become a perfusionist. Uh, so I was living in Chicago and I was pursuing a different allied health field. And um, the one of the instructors in this program um, kind of pulled me aside and said, you know, I, I just don't think you're going to be very challenged. Um, with this career path, the, the previous um, thought I had. And he said, you know, you might want to look into something else cardiac related. And he, he gave me some suggestions. And that was really what kind of set me on the course to um, start looking at some different careers sort of in the cardiac allied health field and, um, and kind of asking around um, and talking to some different people. Um, I some, basically stumbled upon perfusion and then hearing you know, what perfusionists do and the uh, work environment. Um, it sounded like a very compatible fit for me and my personality and what I wanted to do with my career. And so um, that was when I then, because I was living in Chicago, applied to a couple of perfusion schools um, and decided to go to Rush in Chicago and just stay where I was living at the time. But yeah, so it was really just this other um, career path that kind of led me to perfusion. So I'm very thankful that I, that I found it too. Great. That's a good story. So were there individuals that are involved, uh, influential in your professional career along the path, and maybe even personal people that have impacted you personally as well? 
Would you mind sharing those? Um, sure. I mean, I would say, you know, all of my instructors at Rush, you know, with um, learning early on that there's different personalities, you know, obviously in every field, um, uh, with the surgeons and everyone, I think everyone um, along my training taught me something about um, working with others, trying to be compatible, um, respectfully disagreeing, uh, learning how to effectively communicate within a, you know, what can be a very stressful setting. Um, so I'd say anybody who helped with my training certainly was influential in shaping the perfusionist that I am today. I would say on a more personal note, um, my mom um, always uh, kind of instilled in me and my sister um, to be very independent females and to make sure that we always had a career, um, always had something that was ours. Um, and so um, I would say she is probably the one who definitely um, encouraged anything we wanted to do. Um, she was always there to support us and um, but made sure that we had um, you know, a good career path of our own. So I would say both of those. That's great. Yeah. Give mom a shout out. Hey, mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's awesome. She still, to, the, to this day, supports That's us. So. Everyone should think their mom's yeah. awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> so what does being perfusionist mean to you? <sighs> well, I think in general, in a kind of a broader sense, um, and something I try and instill in my kids as well is kind of leaving the world a better place than you found it. And I think it can be as small as, you know, picking up someone else's trash or mess and just trying to leave a space cleaner or whatever. Um, but I think with perfusion, it's the same thing. We hopefully are leaving the world a better place than we're finding it. We're hopefully making someone's life better. And I think that is a wonderful feeling. I know, obviously, realistically, that doesn't always happen. Um, for every patient, but I would say the majority of the patients that we are involved with, their care, um, that's what we're doing, is we're making hopefully the world for them a better place. So it kind of goes with my whole sort of mantra of leaving the world better than you found it. That's excellent. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> Reminds me of camping. You go camping, you always make sure your campsite <laughs> is cleaner than when you found it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> with guides. But yep. The world's a better place. Or your pump room. Right. The pump room yes. sometimes. Yeah. Is, I'd come well, in and I'd be like, oh, I think I'm, yeah, I'm going to clean up a little bit here. And then... Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, Julie, what are your perfusion superpowers? Oh, wow. Um, I, I feel pretty, you know, well, I don't know. My perfusion superpowers, let me think. Um, I would say compassion and empathy um, and kind of knowing my place. I don't know what the, what the word would be for that superpower, but I think we all, you know, have a place on the cardiac team and knowing that everybody's a part of it from the people who clean the rooms to the surgeons, to the anesthesiologists, we all have a part. So I feel like one of my superpowers is realizing that and really trying to work as a team, making sure that everyone's valued, obviously, including the patient, that's our first priority. Um, so yeah, I would say probably empathy, compassion. If those are superpowers, sure, yeah. that would be mine. No, that's wonderful. <laughs> that definitely helps in this field. So there are times in the, where stuff doesn't work out, like you've said, uh, where you, sometimes you can't leave the world a better place. Um, can you tell us about a time where things went south in the OR and what you did to fix it? 
Yeah, you know, luckily, I mean, even though I've been doing this for several years, I haven't had a lot of those, you know, crazy stories you hear about, um, hand cranking, um, oxygenator chains out, um, have not had a whole lot of those, never had to hand crank. Um, but I can think of one time um, when I did go on bypass and it looked like there was no oxygen flowing and, you know, the moment of panic. Um, luckily, I was at a place where there's always somebody else there to help if needed. And um, so I think the main thing is just remaining calm and knowing that, you know, hopefully there's help even if you don't have another perfusionist, but, um, which I did and was able to call that person into the room and we were able to get backup oxygen and, and realize that it may have been our foreign vaporizer that was the problem. Um, but I think, you know, I think just helping fix it is remaining calm and knowing that there, you know, there's always another way to do something. Um, and that if you panic, you might kind of miss that opportunity to find that plan B or C or D, you know, depending on how far down the line you have to go, but just kind of making sure you're thinking quickly and that you're flexible because, um, you know, we do that. We do so much the same way every day, but when you can't, um, you have to be able to have another way. So it wasn't, you know, again, one of those huge disaster type things, but um, it certainly was a moment of panic. And I think just remaining calm and knowing that I had somebody who could help me. Um, and if I hadn't had that person, I would have, you know, had somebody else in the operating room, they would have been able to get what I needed um, to help remedy the situation. And probably your preparation going into the OR is what prevents you from hopefully having those emergencies pop up, right? So some preventive I, 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 measures. Yeah. So that, that's good to hear. I'd like to think so. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, the, the next question is, what's the best part of your career? You've touched on that a little bit, is, but is there something else that you'd like to share regarding the best part about being a perfusionist? Well, yeah, so I already kind of said leaving, I feel like, you know, leaving things better, feeling like you're making someone's life better. Um, but the personal satisfaction, too. I mean, I enjoy what I do. And I think there's so many people out there who have jobs that are just jobs. You know, I come in, I do my job, I get a paycheck, I go home. I mean, it's, um, and I feel for people. I mean, it's, I, I feel very fortunate that I have found a career path that I really enjoy. And I think, again, suits me. Um, I like putting things together. I like having physical work. I like not sitting in front of a computer all day. Um, that's just me. So I, I think that, um, yeah, just, just being really happy with, um, with being a perfusionist. That's great. Yeah, lots of variety. You're not sitting in front of a computer all day, <laughs> for sure. Yes, yes. which works for many. I'm, I'm not knocking it. It's just for right. me personally. Um, yeah. I need to get up and do something. And luckily, perfusion, you know, that's that's a big part of it. So. Awesome. Good. You found the right fit. Um, so <laughs> where do you see perfusion heading? Um, you know, whether it's responsibilities or staffing and things like of that nature, um, do you see a change or? Um, I, I feel like we're kind of in that change right now, at least what, I mean, what I, what I've experienced over the last few years. Um, it does seem like with hybrid ORs becoming more prevalent, um, and perfusionists may or maybe, it depends on the institution, but very often having a role um, with being part of that hybrid OR um, setting, I, I see that being somewhat of a more recent change. Um, we're in the process of adding one here um, at the VA, and so that will change our role a little bit for some of those types of cases that will be done in that room. Um, I see the cases getting more complex, but I think it's been that way for a few years. I think a lot of 
um, patients are being treated again, you know, um, in a cath lab type setting or hybrid room type setting and maybe aren't needing bypass. Um, so the patients that are making it to the operating room for us um, to go on bypass, I think um, are, are sicker. And so it's going to require a higher acuity. Um, I think making sure that uh, perfusion students are getting a really well-rounded education. Um, not that that hasn't always been important, but I just feel like the patients are a little more complex um, in the last several years. And so I kind of feel like that's the trend and it's going to keep heading that way. And um, it definitely keeps us on our toes. So that's, no. At least that's how I see it. All right, great. Well, thanks for your vision of perfusion, <laughs> your future. Um, <laughs> So now we're going to switch a little more to some personal questions. First question, uh, do you have hobbies or things that you enjoy outside the OR that you'd like to share? Um, yeah, my kids keep me pretty busy. Um, I have a dog. I like walking him and he um, likes to just check everything out. So it's usually a very leisurely walk with him um, because he's a big sniffer, checking out every blade of grass, everything. So um, I enjoy spending time with him. I like to read a lot. I read all different kinds of things. Um, and other than that, my life just stays pretty busy with, with perfusion. I love traveling, but of course right now that's not happening for, for most. Um, mm -hmm. So I look forward to uh, when we can travel again. Um, but that's, I would say that's mostly it. Yep, that'll keep you busy. <laughs> yeah, that's all you need. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, so this is Perfusion Rockstars. So what's your favorite music or band? Uh, what do you listen to? Oh, geez. Um, so I listen to a little bit of everything. Um, I was going to wear today my Paul's Boutique Beastie Boys shirt, but I decided not to. I decided to go with the Halloween theme. Um, but I really like just about everything. And very often in the operating room, I'm the DJ. My, my phone is the music that plays in the operating room. And so um, definitely try and tailor it for the surgeon, they all have different tastes, but um, I like hearing just about everything. I would say, and I think you had a previous um, interview with someone who answered similar, similarly, um, uh, country is probably the only genre of music that I don't get really <laughs> excited about. I mean, I, there's a few songs. I mean, there's probably every genre of music I can find something that I like, but it, on the whole, that would probably be the one that I would say I don't want to hear a lot of it. But um, I like I like a broad broad range of music. I mean, from classical to Smashing Pumpkins, um, Foster the People is one of my newer bands that I really like listening to. Which I, so I don't know if it's considered like alternative. I, I don't know. I love '80s stuff. I mean, because that was kind of my era of middle school, high school. Um, yeah. You know, so yeah, a broad range. So I'm not. I, I don't really have like a, a favorite. I just I like I know what I like when I hear it and. Mm -hmm. um, I enjoy music in general. Good, ener good energy music, like Beastie Boys, I think of has good energy. You know, if you're in the OR and you're trying to you know, sure stay does. focused and working and enjoy your day. Absolutely. They, yeah, they do it. Absolutely. You show me Beastie Boys. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's kind of a super proud thing about being able to DJ. It's, it's quite a good skill set. I know a lot of people that you give them the phone, that, they don't know what to yeah. do with it. You know, that might have been, that would have been a good superpower. You are, you know, I think I kind of didn't really think about that, but yes, trying to keep um, music that I know will keep the surgeon happy kind of helps the vibe of the room. So yeah. That, it can just be another I, superpower, I try. we'll say. We'll add it to your list of already powers. <laughs> add it to the list. Okay, well, you can put that on my resume, sure. You don't do weddings? 
no, no weddings? Um, not right now. Currently, no, no. My weekends, I kind of like to just, you know, chill. But, you know, I would consider it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, Julie, uh, they decide they're going to write a biography about Julie Rocker. What's the title of that book going to be named? Hmm. I don't think my life is quite exciting enough for a biography, but if it were, you know, I guess I still hopefully have a lot of time to maybe make it more exciting. Um, you know, there's the term pearls of wisdom. Um, I would say that for me, I have a, a fair amount of good friends who call me Jules for short. And some of them have even spelled it J-E-W-E-L-S, like, you know, mm -hmm. gemstones or whatever. And so maybe something like jewels of wisdom instead of pearls of wisdom. I, I don't know. I'm thinking that might be, you know, once I gain enough wisdom right. to pass along to the world, that might be um, the title of the book. That's yeah. great. That was a very creative title. Yeah, I think you have the wisdom. <laughs> yeah. You just got to put it down in writing, right? I mean, that's... <laughs> Patented, so, yeah, I think I might need to. So, <laughs> Jewels of Wisdom becomes a bestseller. It's it's Oprah's book club. Yeah. It's all this, and they're gonna make a movie. Who's playing you? Oh, oh wow. Um, you know, if it was looks of who I'd like to look like, um, I would say someone like Halle Berry or Juliana Margulies, maybe. Um, but. It's somebody that I really like just their personality and their spunkiness in movies is Reese Witherspoon. She looks nothing like me, but <laughs> I just love her in movies. And so yeah. I would love to have like her kind of energy and just mm -hmm. spunkiness. She just has a way of kind of can, can be kind of um, say it like it is, but she keeps it kind of smooth. I, I don't know how to really describe that, but so I'd say any of those three, but um, yeah. Okay. Play Jules. <laughs> yep. Play Jules. Yep. It's a tough role. <laughs> all right, Todd, um, Todd's favorite part. All right, well, now it's time for the lightning yeah. round. Um, so how's it going to work? I just got questions here. I'm going to fire them at you. You just give me your answer. Um, and then we'll run back sure. through and maybe you can explain uh, what, what made you okay. think what. Okay. Cool. Um, so like always, Sam's going to start the timer. We're going to go in three, two, one. Okay. If you could travel back in time, where and when would you go? Ooh, probably World War II, um, Europe, somewhere in Europe. Okay. Favorite Germany. carnival food? Oh, uh, oh geez. Uh, corn, the roasted corn. Texting or phone calls? Texting. Paper or plastic? Paper. Have you ever worn socks with sandals? No. Fill in the blank. Taylor Swift is talented, but annoys me. <laughs> Beach or mountains? Beach. Favorite holiday? Uh, Halloween. Perfect. <laughs> With the shirt. The <laughs> oh, I made it in time. <laughs> when you came on with that shirt, I thought that's going to be an interesting question. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. glad it worked out. Like I just that. like, I like fall. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I am so, it's my birthday in October, so I'm kind of sad. The leaves, the leaves, leaves yeah. annoy me, but besides that, it's. Yeah. Luckily, I'm oh, really right. Crazy. Not Taylor Swift, but the leaves. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Europe, World War II. 
What made you think that? You know, I, I really like um, historical fiction, and a lot of the books I like to read are about kind of during World War II. I just, I find it, I mean, it was a horrible time, but just fascinating, just the things that happened and were able to happen and how people somewhat blindly followed, I mean, which very often happened. Um, but I just find that whole era very um, sad, but also fascinating and, and um so I, it would be a horrible time, I think, to have been living, depending on where you were. But to see it with how much I've read about it, um, I don't know, just to live it, it would, not be, it would not be enjoyable by any means, I don't think. But um, to be part of it and to see just how you would come out of it on the other side stronger and um, yeah. I'm sure understand. with a different outlook on life. Right. Better understand yeah. it. I like it. Yeah, it definitely was an interesting mm-hmm. time, odd time compared to what we live mm-hmm. like now. Um, so- Absolutely. Favorite carnival food? You like the roasted corn? Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of a strange, like I like vegetables. I'm not a vegetarian completely, but I like a lot of vegetables. And I love like when it's really good corn that they put all the stuff on and butter and sometimes some cheese. And so, yeah. Have you ever tried the deep fried candy bars that are so popular here in North Carolina? And that kind of thing? I haven't. And honestly, we really don't go to the fair that often. Yeah. I'm just, it's, Again, no offense to anybody who loves to go to the fair, but unless my kids ask to go, we just sort of skate through that. Um, and of course now no one's going to that, but, or they're not even having it. But yeah. um, in general, it's not something I push for us to go to as a family. So, um, That's smart. but yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, you're a texter over phone calls. Yeah, there are times when, you know, picking up the phone is definitely needed. Um, but my coworkers would even tell you, I'm going to probably send an email or a text before I'm going to pick up the phone and call. It's not that I don't like interacting with people. I just sometimes find it easier to have everything in writing. Um, and, you know, and just feeling like you're not bothering somebody, you know, um, to, to get on the phone. And, you know, another shout out to my mom. I, I love my mom. Um, but getting off the phone sometimes with her um, takes an extra 10, 15 minutes. So sometimes it's just, you know, that initial hello and then hanging up. And it just, you know, you think you're going to have a two-minute phone call and it ends up being 15, 30 minutes. So texting's just a little more concise, That's <laughs> at least true. for me. It's a lot more time efficient, for sure. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, this is kind of a random question. I kind of left it open to interpretation, but paper or plastic? Paper. Yeah, well, I didn't, I'm always thinking of like the grocery because that's what they say. Yeah, and of course, I, I will say probably, yeah, for that one, I probably should have said neither because I usually try and bring my own bags. But um, I, I feel like I can do more things with the paper bags. Like when they get home, I try to be eco-conscious as much as I can. I don't say, I would say I'm amazing at it, but um, it's definitely not a superpower. But um, I would say in general, yeah, paper. I mean, I know you got to, you have to use trees to make it, but at least it's biodegradable, so. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to leave that. it better than you found it you're consistent <laughs> exactly, <about that>. yeah. <laughs> got to plant a tree though right yeah yeah so no one's no one's ever done this so you've never worn socks with sandals <laughs> no and I kind of laugh because I feel like my kids did when they were little and I just they they it just was such a funny look to me I, I loved it I mean I I definitely embraced their you know creativity and uniqueness with what they wanted to wear um at times and um, so I, I, I always find it entertaining when I see somebody in socks and sandals. Um, I just haven't done it myself. But I definitely appreciate it and embrace it for those who um, choose to have that kind of, you know, foot sock com- footwear sock combo. 
It takes courage for sure. for sure. I feel like to go out wearing. I think them. it's probably more yeah. comfortable. Yeah. More comfortable, but yeah, I think it is. Statements a little. <laughs> um, it's, Taylor yeah, Swift. Exactly. What do you think about Taylor Swift? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not like I know her. I probably should have said she annoys me. That's probably a little harsh. Um, I feel like there's a lot of people that I can, and, and this with musicians, since it's rock star, perfusion rock star. There's a lot of musicians that I appreciate their talent. They just don't do it for me. And she would be one of them. I kind of feel for, I feel like so many of her songs were about her ex-boyfriends and uh, I just didn't want to really want to hear that. But, but I appreciate her talent. I think she's very talented. She writes her own songs. I mean, which is amazing because most people, one moment here, most people cannot, um, you know, most people don't. A lot of modern artists, I mean, they have somebody else write for them. So, I mean, I think she's extremely creative. Um, but I do think um, she's just, she just not my, not my, not my cup of, cup tea. of tea. I agree. Yeah. Which I usually drink tea. Yeah. You didn't ask coffee or tea, but, you know, I, I usually yeah. drink tea. So. You're a tea person? <laughs> um, I so am. BG yeah. I mean, I'll drink coffee, but yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, it's all right. Um, so beach or the mountains? Uh, we have a little place at the beach. So I say beach, although I do love the mountains. I think just more as a routine kind of thing. Like if you're going to go often, I would always, I would pick the beach. So, yeah. um, but the mountains I love too. And luckily here in North Carolina, we've got both within a few hours either direction. So um, we're very lucky that way. But yep, yeah. I do. Uh, I do like the beach. Something about the ocean. For sure. Yeah. Um, and then favorite holiday? Like Halloween. Yeah, you know, I, I think, yeah, I think Halloween. I just like fall. I just love, you know, I mean, I love the summer, um, but it's nice when things start to cool down a little. It's a great time to be at the beach. Um, it's not so hot. So I really like fall. So uh, even though I probably like all holidays, um, Halloween's just kind of a fun one. I like the pumpkins and the colors and the leaves changing, even though, yes, then we have to clean all the leaves up. Um, it's just a, I think it's just kind of a nice time of year, especially here where it's hot, so hot through, you know, most of the summer. And even now, um, it's nice to kind of just see the change in season. Yep, I agree. All right, <laughs> we ran through all of them. Um, awesome. Julie, is there anything fun. that you would like to share with the audience that we haven't touched on before we adjourn here? I don't think so. I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, Thank you for, for inviting me to do this. This has been a lot of fun. Um, hello to Dawn. I said I'd have to give a shout out to her. So <laughs> hi to Dawn. And um, no, everybody just keep doing what they're doing. Um, it's a crazy time right now in the world. And I think everybody's just, you know, making their way through it as best they can. And um, so keep doing it. Good message. And thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for well, taking your time and meeting with us. With that. Absolutely. Um, and uh, yeah, keep the fusion rocking, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> Thanks, Julie.